You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Welcome to today's episode of Critical Mass Coast to Coast Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. We have a featured guest today, and he will be joining us shortly. The Business Talk Show airs live on Tuesdays and Wednesdays at 4 p.m. and Thursdays at our special time of 3 p.m. All of our shows can be heard live exclusively here on Internet Radio Station. Are you ready? OCTalkRadio.net. OCTalkRadio.net. Spanning the globe with our message of the power of peer learning. Critical Mass Coast to Coast Radio Show is brought to you through our partnership of Critical Mass for Business with Renaissance Executive Forums. Their business owners are in select markets across North America, 30 to be exact. Renaissance Executive Forums is an international organization committed to helping members take their businesses to the next level. If you'd like to learn more about Executive Forums, then visit their website, executiveforums.com. This show is brought to you by our advertising sponsors, Brandman University, Commercial Bank of California, Decision Toolbox, Smart Business Magazine, Succession Strategies, and our newest sponsor, Center Club, a member of Club Corp. The goal for this show is to help you, our listening audience of CEOs, running and leading middle market firms to improve your decision-making skills. And we'll be right back with our featured guest after these words from our commercial sponsors on Critical Mass Radio Show, Coast to Coast Version. Commercial Bank of California, or CBC, is a well-funded, full-service bank located in the heart of Orange County. When it comes to safety and stability, CBC has one of the highest levels of capital of any commercial bank ranked in the top 6% in the nation. Commercial Bank of California was founded in 2003 by a group of Orange County's finest entrepreneurs. To this day, our bank is governed by our founders, including General William Lyon of William Lyon Homes, Alex Morello of the Morello Group, and Frank Willie of Fidelity National Financial, to name a few. In short, we were bank founded, built, and run by entrepreneurs, for entrepreneurs. Not every business in Orange County should be our customer. However, if your business is looking for a bank that can assist in finance, production, analytics, and risk management, there's no better bank to choose. To understand the true power of how Commercial Bank of California can help you achieve your goals, give us a call at 714-431-7000 or visit us on the web at www.combancal.com. Member FDIC. talk about your family business you know that thing you put your whole life's blood sweat and tears into well what happens when you retire or try and pass that business on to your children at succession strategies we can help you find the answers we'll guide you through the unsettling process of protecting your family legacy and successfully passing your business on to the next generation safely and securely ensuring that it'll both survive and thrive for generations to come. So ask yourself just one question. Can I really afford to wait? Take the first step. 
take our complimentary self-assessment at SuccessionStrategies.com or call us at 714-560-9022 to set up a free consultation at your convenience. That's Succession-Strategies.com. Richard Franzi is the author of two popular business books for CEOs. His first book, Critical Mass, The Ten Explosive Powers of CEO Peer Groups, was the first book ever written on the secret value of CEO peer groups. His second book, now with newly updated information, is Critical Mass, The Power of CEO Guiding Principles. Richard's books contain powerful information to help CEOs running middle market companies gain valuable insight to improve their decision-making skills. Richard's books are available as paperbacks or Kindle versions from Amazon.com. To find them, type Richard Franzi in the search box. This edition of Critical Mass Coast to Coast Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. I'd like to thank Joe Carey, our Renaissance Executive Forums business partner in Richmond, Virginia, for bringing our featured guest today. And Woody, welcome to the program. Woody, welcome to the program. This is Critical Mass Radio Show. Thank you. As, as I was saying, I want to thank Joe Carey for bringing you to our attention. Tell us a little bit about your background and the real estate market that you and your family business serve in Virginia. Okay, well, we're located in, we're actually in the suburb of Richmond, Virginia, but um, we, uh, as far as the background goes, I, um, I, I guess I grew up in Williamsburg, which is about 50 miles from here, and, and uh, came to Richmond right out of college, and after serving six months of active duty back in the, in the, in the, in 67, and started with a bank, and um, kind of didn't know really what I had a history major and a political science minor, which really didn't do too much for me in business. So um, I, one of our customers at the bank was a, an immigrant gentleman who owned quite a bit of real estate, who uh, was really the kind of the millionaire next door type of person because you looked at him and didn't think he had any money. And he came to my desk one day and he told me about how he got in it and with little and a little bit of work. And so I started acquiring real estate with another guy that I worked with at the bank who also wasn't from Richmond and um, and then went on into insurance and started an insurance agency but kept uh, investing in real estate and then one day said hey this is I'll get my license and and then uh, experienced great success and uh, and of course back in those days if you were a good real estate salesperson it was pretty normal that you started a real estate company that's kind of changed today but anyway so I guess I have been a avid real estate investor um, ever since then, and my company is really kind of a family company, as you mentioned. We have my wife and I, Pam, uh, have six children, wow. and five of them work for us. The other one's a CPA in Boston, wow. and um, so we're. But we also have about seventy agents, total, including those guys. What is the name of so, your firm, Woody? It's ERA, Woody Hogg and Associates. We are a member of ERA, Electronic Realty Associates, uh, which is a, a Realty company. Um, Realty owns ERA, Century 21, Caldwell Banker, uh, Better Homes and Garden. Excuse me, no, not Better Homes and Garden. Yeah, Better Homes and Garden, and then also has the franchise rights to Sotheby's. But So we're a, kind of a sister company of a very large real estate um, operation. And how many real estate agents are in your organization? About 70. That's a huge organization, Woody. 
Well, it's 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 decent sized. I mean, we I never really wanted to have the biggest company. I was sure. more con- concerned about having a profitable company and a company that could sustain itself. Of course, you know, through the history, actually, our our company has been in business for about twenty six years, but I've been a owner of a company for about forty one years, and of course, during that time, we've had some pretty big ups and downs. The last one obviously started with the two thousand six, uh, which was really a uh, a deep, uh, a long slowdown, and a lot of people lost a lot of their equity during that uh, during that time frame. Woody, I have to ask you: with your forty-one years, and you know, this business celebrating twenty-five years now in your twenty-sixth year, were you worried about the real estate market in the Greater Richmond area leading up to the Great Recession and what happened to the housing market? You know? Well, I think. The, the the one the last one that hit us was just really of course everybody thought, said there was going to be a real estate bubble. Um, the federal government had mandated uh, the Community Reinvestment Act, which required banks to lend people who basically weren't couldn't make payments, and then the banks kind of uh, uh, put those in, in, and bundled them and sold those loans, and then all of a sudden Katrina hit, and gas prices went from a buck eighty to about. Three fifty-four dollars in over a period of a few days, and and that's when the market. That was kind of the last straw that caused people to really step back, and and then a lot of these folks, as long as prices were going up, it was okay. But when prices started receding, it unraveled extremely quickly. So that one, I don't think any of us were ready for. Uh, having gone through years when the prime rate was twenty-one percent, uh, I never forgot that. I um, I was sort of um, that one should have seen it coming because um, it came over a gradual period of time it it cleared the uh, cleared our industry of a lot of people I was a survivor uh, which turned out to be a good thing because in the market I'm in I'm in an area that's primary market anyway is, is a big growth area and and I was kind of the last man standing so I was kind of fortunate but didn't seem like it at the time so is it the natural business cycle for real estate to be kind of a boom and bust cyclical market, Woody, with your long time experience in the industry, <clears throat> or have things so. kind of accelerated in your in your view over the last couple of decades? I think so. I think California, where you guys are, it's probably more boom and bust. We're a little bit um, more insulated. Uh, we don't have the real high prices, and we don't have the real low prices. We're we're about 100 miles away from the Beltway, and, and that's a market that's really, I mean, there they've got all the government, 15% of the federal budget is spent within that, that, that area, so they, um, right now, they don't have any inventory. We, we're sort of seeing that again, but uh, it's cyclical. I mean, we're, our, we're a commodity. We, we shouldn't expect to be any other difference than any other product, although one of the good things about what we do is is that we haven't been replaced by the internet or computers. We've been enhanced by it. Uh, so many industries like travel agents and insurance agencies and some of the service industries like us, you know, you can go online and pretty much, as a matter of fact, you can buy a car online and, and uh, get the same car pretty much anywhere, where with us, people want to go see it and uh, experience the property and, and learn about the neighborhood. So, I mean, we may suffer some... Well, I don't know if it say suffer, but we will we will face some challenges, I'm sure. So you say the greater Richmond market doesn't tend to have maybe the fluctuation of some of the other demographics that cities that you had mentioned. 
<laughs> well, not normally, but we, along with the rest of the country, we lost anywhere from 30 to 40 percent of our equity over a period of just days almost. I mean, it was like somebody flipped the light switch and your neighbor sold their house and got three offers and sold it above price. And then all of a sudden when that changed, uh, it was a quick, it didn't happen. It, the prices started to drop and, and uh, it was uh, it was a blindside. Yeah. And that's what <clears throat> that I find so interesting about this last recession is that it, historically, from what I know, housing markets were kind of regionally based, but this Correct. last recession just went across the entire country, uh, as far as I can tell. I'm sure there were some pockets of cities that weren't as dramatically affected, but it, it seems to me that almost every state and many large cities were affected in their housing prices and demand and ability to qualify. This was a national phenomenon. And tell me, Woody, is that the first time that's happened that quickly, that broadly? In, in my lifetime, and I'm I'm a kind of a you know I'm I'm a senior guy in this business, but yes, in our lifetime, um, I mean we had cycles all the time, and we would see would last maybe a year to two years maximum. This one last, it's, we're not out of the fire yet, although right. um, prices have started to come back pretty well in, in most areas, and and in some areas you're right in the country, like some of the energy states out in, in the West, uh, we're experiencing booms uh, with prices actually holding or going up, but. You know, when 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 it did hit, I mean, the, the, our sector got hit first. I mean, the people that walked away were the people who had the subprime mortgages first. Then the investors walked away, and it sort of jumped into the financial sector. And then so it it, it started. You know, a lot of companies. We lost a couple of big companies here. One of our big Fortune 500 companies went away, and that was probably a combination of things. But so then the confidence level went down, and the job market got tougher. And today we've got all these young college graduates who, are, you know, are living in their parents' basement and have big school loans, and they're not they're not fueling the first time buyer market like used to be fueled. Um, average person stay, has up until recently, anyway, has stayed in their house eleven years, which it used to be seven. So we're seeing uh, some some changes in the dynamics of the real estate market. I'm talking with Woody Hogg. He is the founder of Woody Hogg and Associates, a real estate firm in the greater Richmond area, a part of the ERA network of, of real estate agents. I'm going to take our next commercial break, Woody, and when we come back, I'm going to ask you about your guiding principle. We asked that question of our guests here on Critical Mass sure. Coast to Coast Radio Show, and really that means sure. kind of your philosophy behind how you have built your business and kind of your overarching belief system about the important things that have to go into running a successful business. So ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. We'll be back with Woody and more questions and answers here on Coast to Coast after these words from our commercial sponsors. When it comes to pioneers in their respective industries, we all know the Apples, Starbucks, and Trader Joe's of the world. In the realm of recruiting, Decision Toolbox is the industry's best-kept secret. With 90% of their business from referrals and repeat customers, for over 20 years, Decision Toolbox's U.S.-based team of recruiters, sourcers, professional writers, quality personnel, and tech support has perfected a Six Sigma approach to talent management. No matter the size of the project, Decision Toolbox delivers incredible results, a cost per hire less than half of what contingency firms charge, with the winning candidate presented in an average of 14 days, all with a 12-month candidate warranty. 
With results like that, Decision Toolbox won't be a secret for long. Visit us at www.dtoolbox.com for more information. If you are an Orange County CEO or a business owner, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitments in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have had these questions, then Critical Mass for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions through the power of peer learning. These are groups of peers who are running businesses just like you. CEO Peer Groups provides a great sounding board to test fresh ideas and new concepts, review your strategic plans and tactical goals, and present issues and opportunities for a critical discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, and improved business results. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn about our CEO Peer Groups. CEO Peer Groups is a registered trademark of Critical Mass for Business. Imagine what it would feel like to lose everything. Your job, your home, your family, your dignity. This has happened to thousands of the men, women, veterans, and young adults we serve at Working Wardrobes. What do we do to help? We provide career development services, life skills workshops, job skills training. We provide the perfect interview outfit, and we get clients placed in jobs. Call Working Wardrobes, 714-210-2460. Donate, volunteer, invest, hire. Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Coast to Coast Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. Woody Hogg, owner of ERA Woody Hogg & Associates, is our guest today. I'd like to thank and acknowledge our listeners who download our show as a podcast. You've downloaded over 12,500 shows over the last 30 days. We here at the program appreciate your continued and growing support. Also, we've surpassed the half million visitors to our website, Mark, this week. Yes, over 500,000 people have visited the Critical Mass archives and downloaded shows, and we are very thankful for the continued support. All right, Woody, before the break, I said I was going to ask you to talk about your guiding principle that you're using and have used in the real estate industry. Can you share that with our audience, please? Well, I think probably everybody says it's the first thing. The first part of it is trying to treat people as if you would like to be treated. And I've I've tried to live that in my life, my whole life. And uh, I think, but going further, you know, I think that I uh, was fortunate enough to have had some pretty good mentors. And um, I I think perseverance and and uh, being innovative at where you can be and and trying to what we try to do in the company is to to bring the best services that we can offer for our agents to offer to our clients. Uh, ERA was a big part of that. Um, back in the ERA was um, founded by a guy named Jim Jackson, uh, probably about 40 years ago, and Jim had the idea to tie together uh, real estate companies with fax machines. And uh, so back in the old days, they'd take a picture of property, send it to Kansas City, and if so, if you were moving from Richmond to Oregon, you said I want a three-bedroom home. They'd he would pull out, literally pull out pictures, and six minutes later, you could be in Richmond and see homes in Oregon. And that was, like, very magical. ERA was also the first company to come out with its own home. They, they invented the home warranty, or either the first one to have one. Oh, so wow. 
but it, along the history of that, I've been an ERA for 36 or 7 years, but trying to just stay ahead of the pack and try to bring things to the table that give our associates the right to, or the ability to um, uh, have the best products and services. I think I spent the first probably half of my career trying to build my own personal wealth. Um, I still do that today, however, but I think today it's more important for me to impart that on my, not only my own kids in, in the business, but my other agents. I mean, I, I think that I take extreme pleasure in watching my agents grow from into the, some of the major producers that they are. That's wonderful and very thoughtful. I love to ask the guiding principle question because it gives us a window a little bit more into you as a business leader. Uh, it, something must be working well for you, not only to have the longevity that you've had in your industry, but also I understand your company was recently honored as one of the top 50 ERA agents in the country. It, can, can you talk to us a little bit about what that distinction means and why do you think you were selected? How did that? How does that? Well, work it's based on, it's based on volume and, and uh, business and and uh, I have to say this that uh, being a member of ERA has has been a great tool. I mean, we're able to. I mean, I've got friends that are top business people all over the country that I could pick up a phone. They share their ideas and. Uh, ERA also test markets products, and and um, I mean, as a small businessman, you, you I wouldn't have the luxury to do. And but we've been a, a member of some of the beta tests, and then they bring them to us. So they give us business counseling, and I mean, I think I get more out of ERA than they, well they get from me, although they they do get a pretty good amount of money. So, but it's a good trade off. But they're a uh, it's a great company, and and I uh, think that when we go out to compete against somebody who's just a local mom and pop shop, our our uh, our net is cast a lot uh, a lot further than than they have. It's hard to compete with with us. I think so. So, but being a part of the top fifty is a, is a is an honor because we're with some of the best brokers in the in the world, really. You know, I'm a part of the Renaissance Executive Forums International Network, and I mm-hmm. share many of your sentiments about the value of of having other successful business people across the world who country world that do what you do in different markets you can learn so many real world examples of you know things that they did well or things not to do that they tried it it it, it can really help you avoid the pitfalls and maybe Correct. capitalize on opportunities that on your own you might not have thought of well i think too sometimes when you're rubbing shoulders or in those environments your mind starts racing and some of the best ideas that i've had were not presented there, but they were kind of ignited, or uh, I, I had that idea sitting in a room with them and came back and put them into place. So, I mean, I think the energy for you when you're with successful people is, um, uh, is, is um, it, it's, it helps you um, become more successful in yourself. So, I agree. Joe Carey, who is our Renaissance Executive Forum's business partner in your market in Richmond, is a, has been a very valuable member of that renaissance community for me i've learned significant amount from joe and how he approaches his business and the things that he does because many many times it's easier to take somebody else's idea and just kind of make it work for your market than it is to come up with the idea organically on your own it it, it's just easier sometimes to imitate than to create woody i wonder if you could share with us a challenge that might be facing you and your firm at this point is there something you can help the, our audience of CEOs of middle market companies to understand about what you're seeing running your business in your market, a challenge that you're facing, and what you're doing about it? I think being a small business person, I mean, we you know we have employees that we 
I mean, the benefit package that we do. I mean, everybody's talking about the Affordable Health Care Act, and I don't know exactly where that's going to go as far as what we can continue to provide. Um, I think some of the tax laws, and I mean, we're we're probably, I'm sure every business is, is facing certain things too, but, you know, the some of the, I think our pendulum, the financial faucet was so wide open that we that bad loans were being made and it kind of hurt us all. And the pendulum swung, and they tightened it down too tightly. Um, there's some of the underwriting things that are going on are are, are really challenging, and and, uh, and actually Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac are making um, more money today because they're less defaults, and so we they need to loosen it back up a little bit. Um, I think so. I mean that's a, that's a challenge inherent to the real estate business. I think there's always uh, threats of you know, things that could happen. But um, I, I feel like we're in a pretty good position because of, you know, we've, what we've built and the people we have, we have working for us. You, know, you mentioned earlier that there's tight supply in your market. We're experiencing the same thing here in Southern California. Interestingly enough, I'm in the process now of selling my primary residence and my wife and I are buying our new house that we're going to be moving into. And right. I was surprised at the thinness of the inventory, and what I found, in our market at least, is if the property is a good property that is priced properly, within 30 days, it sells. The market is pretty good at clearing out the good inventory. It's those homes that are either mispriced or aren't in really in saleable condition yet that tend to take longer than a month. I don't know. That's just my personal experience being a well, buyer and seller. What's your experience? Correct. That's correct. I think one of the things that we see is that the school scores and the uh, mean so much. I mean, those are the areas that the recovered first. They're the ones that will appreciate the fastest. We've got some pockets where the schools are not so good, and um, those are where we'll have an abundance of inventory or slower market and don't appreciate it fast. But, I mean, we have areas here where houses, well, one of my agents sold a house day before yesterday in six hours. Wow. Um, another one had four offers on a property, and this, that was today, and I guess it'll be sold tonight. I'm sure it will be. Uh, when that happens, then, then the price goes up. And um, so, and then the, the conversely of that is when inventory sits, eventually, you know, things go down. So, of course, we had the we we rare in my whole career we had very few foreclosures here, and we've certainly mm-hmm. had our um, share of those, and they do affect the market, um, and they affect the neighborhood you know, because it's usually a lot of times the banks hold them for a long time. It's the worst looking property in the in the neighborhood and right. hurts the neighborhood a little bit. Hey, Woody, does your firm prefer to be on the listing side or the buyer side, or doesn't that matter to you and the agents that you Um, have in your team? Actually, I was one of these people that grew up in the businesses. You control the listings, you control the market. Um, In a hot market, um, you can have buyers, and and it can even get frustrating because you – I mean, I remember the times we put in six or eight contracts or ten contracts, and you don't get a house. Um, I think – you know, on the other hand, uh, when you have a strong buyer that's you know motivated, is going to buy, they'll buy. So um, I, it, we used to always have, if we listed one house, we would have one sale would correspond with that. But uh, you know, personally, I, I still like the listing side because that's how I grew up. But uh, I'll take the buyers too. So that's interesting to me because I think one of the critical roles of your 
agent when you're the seller is to really help you understand not what you'd like to sell your house for, but what the market will pay given that current situation. And that must be a challenging time to talk with people because I would think, and I'm, in, I'm just you know, a novice at this, but it seems to me that many people who are selling their property may be stretching the top, the listing price a little bit in hopes that they might find a buyer willing to overpay for their property. Is, is that your experience? No question. What role no do you question. I have that conversation. I had it today, and uh, I'm getting ready to put a house on the market in my own neighborhood, and and the uh, and I, we, we were kind of chuckling because I knew the seller, and, and uh, it, it's really rare that somebody comes in and says, I want less than my house is worth, but and and they it's a it's human nature to try to push the envelope. However, the market will give you a, a dose of reality pretty quickly. And it's in that first couple days or weeks of your house being on the market that it seems to me to have its most attraction to the agents who have buyers and to the agents who come through for the walkthrough. It's sort of like you want to move your house, you want to price it so that it's attractive to the to the buyers early rather than trying to get a reach price and then end up over time bringing correct. it back down to what it correct. would have sold for if you had just um, put it on the price of the first Correct. Time. I mean, there's some people that say you can always come down. Well, when a, when a house comes on the market, particularly if it's a house that has some unusual characteristics, maybe being on a lake or golf course lot or acreage, you will get, uh, there's a lot of people that are in the marketplace that are looking for a particular property. When it comes on, they will look at it. Once they look at it, even if you lower the price, it's hard to get them back down on the farm. Right. So many times your first offer is your best offer, even though I hear, uh, I think there was a book, Freakonomics, the guy had a chapter in there saying, oh, price your house up there high because you can always come down. I think that's a very dangerous um, thing to do. And and the problem is once you take a, accept a contract, you just have to say, okay, I sold it, and I'm not looking back, and I'm not going to try to prejudge whether I could have gotten more or not. But that that is a phenomenon I mean, that happens almost at every seller we've talked to. Final break. When we come back, I've got a couple more questions for Woody Hogg, who is the owner of Woody Hogg and Associates, a part of the ERA network. And we'll be back after these words from our commercial sponsors on Critical Mass Coast to Coast. There's something positive about the word up. When things are looking good, they're looking up. When someone's down, you cheer them up. So how do you move up? Well, when it comes to getting your bachelor's or master's degree, there's one university that stacks up, Brandman University. Brandman is ranked by U.S. News and World Report as one of the nation's top 10 universities for online bachelor's programs. Brandman's online graduate programs in business and education also receive top honors. So look us up at brandman.edu. Brandman University. Move up. Smart Business Network is a business-to-business multimedia company providing insight, advice, and strategy for C-level executives of fast growth, middle market, and large companies. As one of the nation's largest publishers of local management journals, under the Smart Business name, Smart Business Network publishes 19 regional print editions, presents dozens of large and small-scale business conferences and award programs, and produces a vibrant interactive digital media presence. For more information, visit us at www.sbnonline.com. Richard Franzi is a highly sought-after keynote speaker on topics of interest to CEOs of middle firms across North America. Richard's talks include Killing Cats Leads to Rats, a fascinating look at how unintended consequences of CEOs' decisions impact their firm's performance. Your Gray Matter Matters, which explores how a CEO's mindset can differentiate a middle market firm and define its culture. 
Richard delivers talks to a variety of audiences, ranging from executive team retreats to keynotes in front of hundreds of CEOs. To learn more about his talks, visit criticalmassforbusiness.com and select the contact page or call 949-887-4104. Back to this edition of Critical Mass Coast to Coast Radio Show. Woody Hogg, owner of ERA, Woody Hogg and Associates, is our guest on the program today, and he's brought to us through our partnership with Joe Carey in the Richmond, Virginia marketplace. Joe's with Renaissance Executive Forums. Uh, Woody, we have a few minutes left here on the program. I'm wondering if you can talk to me about what you see the future for your practice, your business in the area. You know, what's the future holding for you and your associates? I think the future is bright. I think we've hopefully turned the corner economically, although there may be another uh, downturn around the corner. Um, I, I, you know, I think that. I mean, one of the things that that I try to. We're all self-employed people in my company, um, although we do have some company things we've done for my wife and I through our the fact that we own the company. But you know, so I think the challenge is for my. I'm trying to get my agents to say, okay. Try to put yourself in a position that that you're you know that you're uh, financially independent. When you make all this money, put some of it away. Um, I think that um, I think the good news is is that everybody, well, pretty much everybody lives un- under a roof, whether it be a house they own or a house they rent. Um, I think there's a tremendous opportunity for people who invest in real estate, and particularly even residential housing. Um, you don't have to if you own two or three houses and you have haven't paid for and if you get ready to retire it's a nice little annuity coming or, or coming in and so I think there's there's always some part of the part of the market that's will be good so um, I think all in all things look pretty good. Thank you. Most of our uh, listening audience are CEOs of middle market companies, and they have various investment portfolios, not as big as people who work for them probably think they have, but nonetheless, uh, right. Could could you at least share with them from your perspective why having real estate in their investment portfolio makes sense, Woody? Yes, I think it's. Uh, I think well, I personally, and I have fair amount in the stock market, but I think we're going to look at a correction. Uh, they're printing money, and when that money is stopped to be printed, it's going to we're going to have a correction. Um, but the, also, I think we're going to see inflation. Um, I think that um, well, the, when when this gentleman I've talked to. Uh, in 1967, told me his only goal was to buy houses and properties and to pay for them so he could have rents coming in. Real estate, it's 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 something that does take a little management or somebody to manage it for you, but it's the greatest leverage there is. I mean, I can go out and buy a million dollars worth of real estate with probably a couple hundred thousand dollars. Where if I'm going to buy a million dollars worth of stock, although I, I can leverage that sum, but uh, plus it's today in today's world. It's the best cash flow that I've seen and known in real estate since I've been in it. Um, so it's a diversity. It's a good way to balance your portfolio. Uh, I don't know that somebody wants to put all their eggs in that any one basket, but of course most of my eggs are in real estate basket. But um, it's been an awfully good uh, investment for me. Seems to me, um, if you can buy property, as you said, that has a positive cash flow, and you can live with the fact that you're a landlord, um, over time, that that you you have an appreciating asset there that somebody else is helping you to pay for. Yep, 
Well, there's a great I mean, there's Rich Man, Poor Man, uh, uh, poor, Rich Dad, Poor Dad book series. Uh, great. Uh, I mean, it's, it's a, I don't know if you've read that or whatever, but uh, um, it really drives home the, that all those things about leverage and in real estate has been a terrific investment. If, uh, most, a uh, lot of people um, don't have the funds to really invest, but there's ways to get into real estate without a lot of capital. Key, I think, is to, is to recognize your risk tolerance. And if real estate fits your risk tolerance, then it, it should be a part of anyone's balanced portfolio. If you're a business owner, many times they're overweighted in their own company right? They're going to reinvest in themselves versus maybe diversifying their portfolio. And and I wanted to ask you about that because I think you need to look at every asset class across the spectrum to have a balanced portfolio. If someone would like to learn more about your firm and you, how do they find your firm online, Woody? Well, we're www.erawoodyhog.com or, um, or 804-559-4644. Um, yeah, it's funny when you were saying that. I, I am also a, a uh, director of a, a community bank, and uh, community banks really you know, served a purpose and lent a lot of money to a lot of businesses and things. And so uh, you talk about asset classification. I mean, it's uh, that's been a real lesson too. But uh, uh, so, but anyway, I would suggest I, I always am, am big on real estate investment. Well, you've been a wonderful guest, and I really have enjoyed the time. I want to thank Joe Carey from the Richmond area, who's a part of the Renaissance Executive Forum's team, for bringing you to our attention. I wish you nothing but, uh, I can't say another 43 years of success, because you probably don't want to be selling and building in the real estate industry for 43 years, but I hope you have another wonderful 43 years, Woody. Thank thank you for giving your time and being a friend of our program. All right. Thanks, Rick. All right. Have have a good day. Thanks. Bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for this edition of Critical Mass Coast to Coast. I'd like to thank our advertisers for, without them, the show would not be possible. They are Brandman University, Commercial Bank of California, Decision Toolbox, Smart Business Magazine, Succession Strategies, and, of course, Center Club, a member of Club Corp. Our engineer for today is Paul Roberts. Crystal Nunley is our producer. Our guest coordinator is Kathleen Shepard. Asia Celestino is our social media manager and marketing strategist. Melissa Padani is our live events coordinator. Our VP of sales is Rose Chamora, and I'm your host, Rick Franzi. This show is brought to you through a partnership of Critical Mass for Business with Renaissance Executive Forums. You can learn more about Renaissance from visiting their website, executiveforums.com. Until the next show, I'd like to say and I hope that all of your decisions will move your company in a positive direction. To Critical Mass Coast to Coast Radio Show, business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi.